The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The overall story of Tyler, the Creator's newest album, is something many have lived through. You fall for someone. They reciprocate, but refuse to go all in. So you exist in limbo, waiting on them to bring you heaven or send you to hell. Consumed by the lack of closure, you wallow, you hurt, you may even rage. But eventually, and thankfully, you come to your senses and move on. Welcome to Igor, Tyler's Gothic Romance. This Colossus Podcast micro-series provides the vital details studied, analyzed, deconstructed, unraveled, and presented for your enjoyment. My name's Chris Lambert. Let's dive in. There's a book called Loon Shots, How to Nurture the Crazy Ideas That Win Wars, Cure Diseases, and Transform Industries. It came out in March of 2019 and was written by Safi Bakal, a physicist who also co-founded a biotech company. Bacall's expertise doesn't have much to do with understanding, discussing, or interpreting an artist like Tyler the Creator, but there's a concept Bacall presents as the foundation of Loon Shots, and it just so happens to perfectly describe the current state of Tyler's career. That concept? Phase transition. You may remember this from science class. The teacher would have probably used the example where water changes form based on its temperature. At room temperature, H2O is liquid. Heat it to 100 degrees Celsius and it vaporizes. Cool it to zero Celsius, it hardens to ice. The same molecule behaves like a liquid in one context, Bacall writes, and a rigid solid in another. He extends the phases of water to the notions of stake and rank in the business world, one in many applications throughout Loon Shots. I quote, When groups are small, for example, everyone's stake in the outcome of the group project is high. At a small biotech, if the drug works, everyone will be a hero and a millionaire. If it fails, everyone will be looking for a job. The perks of rank, job titles, or the increase in salary from being promoted are small compared to those high stakes. As teams and companies grow larger, the stakes and outcome decrease while the perks of rank increase. Another example of the concept can be found in the world of professional sports. There's a whole conversation around the idea of the contract year phenomenon. 
A 2014 study by Mark H. White and Keenan M. Sheldon from the University of Missouri, Columbia, confirmed that the phenomenon exists. In the season before signing a new contract, athletes knew the better they performed, the more money they'd receive. This extrinsic reward has proven significant enough to boost performance across sports. However, Sheldon and White concluded, we also found a lingering negative impact. In this case, there was a general drop-off in performance after contracts were signed. This holds true for both NBA and MLB players and follows the patterns found in past laboratory research. Having satisfied the extrinsic desire, an athlete might lack the motivation to give a similar effort. What then would galvanize them to compete at the same level as their contract year? To be clear, phase transitions are inherently neutral. There are cases, like athletes before and after they get their contract, where things are more binary between good and bad. But for the most part, it's just different states of being. Childhood isn't any better or worse than being a teenager or a young adult or married with kids or in your twilight years. Each phase of life or phase of anything has its own unique opportunities and limitations. An artistic career can be similar. For Tyler the Creator, his early days, if summarized in a word, were provocative. Satan's getting jealous of the wolves, the demons say they preferring us. Books are not giving a fuck what they referring us. Wolves, I know you heard of us, we're murderers, and young enough to get the fucking priest to come and flirt with us. You niggas rap about fucking bitches. An irreverent, I'll say anything and tell anyone and everyone to go fuck themselves style, mixed with extreme vulnerability. A clash of the classic idea of the rebellious, troublemaking skater kid with a post-808s and heartbreak, man on the moon, thank me later music scene that encouraged rap as emotional confessional. When it came to the lyrical content, Tyler seemed to carry the torch of turn of the century Eminem. If you remember early M, he was as captivating as he was intense. A quick reminder comes from a 1999 review of the Slim Shady LP by Gil Kaufman of MTV.com. Detroit rapper debut has already drawn criticism with its tales of rape, murder, and illicit drugs. In the wake of 20-year-old Tyler's critically acclaimed first album, 2011's Goblin, well-known LGBTQ musician Sarah Quinn of Tegan and Sarah encapsulated the grave concerns many had over homophobic lyrics. As journalists and colleagues defend, excuse, and congratulate Tyler the Creator, I find it impossible not to comment. In any other industry, would I be expected to tolerate, overlook, and find deeper meaning in this kid's sickening rhetoric? Why should I care about this music or its brilliance when the message is so repulsive and irresponsible? Brilliance, for the record, is in quotes. During an interview with GQ in August of 2018, Tyler reflected on that period of his career and life. A lot of people think I'm still the 19-year-old that they see on the crazy compilation videos on YouTube. I was 19, 20, 21 during a lot of those videos. They think I'm still like that, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong, when I'm with my friends I say crazy shit, but I'm not super wild and crazy like I was. People will run up and say, you look like my mom. What? Nah dude, I'm chill. Just leave me alone. Yeah, it's annoying. It sucks. 
I hope I can continue to make that not be the case. If you ask someone, hey, what was your favorite food when you were five? What was your favorite thing to do? Okay, you're 13 now, why don't you do it anymore? And they're like, what do you mean, I was five? They can't grasp that same concept when I was 19 and this was all new to when I'm 27. What Tyler described is a phase transition. He's still the same person, but what he does and how he does it has changed. Look no further than his discography. His initial projects, Bastard, Goblin, and Wolf, all shared in that darker, polemical, attention-grabbing collection of music and perspective. The work of a young artist who has not only dealt with some shit, but has an immense stake in breaking through to the mainstream no matter the cost. I'm a fucking walking paradox. No, I'm not. Threesomes with a fucking triceratops. Reptar, rapping as I'm mocking deaf rock stars. Wearing synthetic wigs made of Anwar's dreadlocks. Bedrock, harder than a But once he achieved that quantum leap from no one to someone, motivation shifts from stake to rank, from the extrinsic to the intrinsic. Cherry Bomb and Flower Boy, his last two records, are still clearly Tyler the Creator joints. Yet in Tyler's own words, I just stopped yelling and stopped saying crazy stuff. I do think that I progressed in just making perfectly crafted stuff. I said, okay, 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 do get my infatuation and translate into another form of what you call it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I ain't met you, I've been looking, stopped waiting for, I stopped the chasing like an alcoholic. He highlights a vital transition from attention-seeking to attention-earning. At this point in his career, Tyler has enough recognition and position that whatever he does, the zeitgeist will discuss. Such security means he can whisper rather than roar. He can achieve through quality as opposed to strife. While Cherry Bomb was a noticeable departure from his first trio of albums, it wasn't until Flower Boy that Tyler managed to reintroduce himself crafting an experience that's mostly light beams at dawn instead of death rays from a star destroyer. The response to Flower Boy was immense. It earned Tyler his best reviews, the highest billboard chart position, and sold more than all his other albums combined, then multiplied by five. The Grammys even nominated it for best rap album. Two years after the success of Flower Boy, Tyler's given us Igor. The name is, conceptually, a stark contrast. The previous title has a softness to it, someone's thoughts of youth and nature and beauty, where Igor is mostly associated with the name of the hunchbacked assistant to Dr. Frankenstein. There's an unavoidable connection to gothic aesthetics, to humanity defined by marred physicality. Could this be a return to the horrorcore style of his beginnings? Or continue the existential musings on loneliness that so fueled Flower Boy? Or perhaps, it's a transition to a new phase, a never-before-encountered version of Tyler, the creator. This micro-series is part of the Colossus Podcast Network. This episode was written and recorded by Chris Lambert and produced by me, Travis Bean. Be sure to check out the other shows that are part of our growing network, including Watching the Throne, 
where we dissect the discography of Kanye West, and Your Brain on Film, where we take a deep dive into movies. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.